Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Romans 8.28 says, We know that all things God works for good to those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. Romans 8.28 We know that all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. Our Heavenly Father, You have called us according to Your purpose. Lord, and we know that in this world there is troubles, there's temptations, there's situations. And God, we are still called with a purpose you had in mind. A purpose to be transformed by trouble, transformed by the things we go through in our life, changed by the renewing of our spirits, tuned into you by the power of love that you have given each one of us. Help us to love each other, to encourage each other, to be there for each other. Lord, you've told us you'd never leave us nor forsake us, that you'd be with us always to the very end of the age, and Lord, we count on that. Thank you, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Well, there's a purpose behind like every situation you have, every problem. I don't know what all the purposes are, but there is. What problem in my life has caused the greatest growth for me? What has changed my life? It was going through some situational things. It was when I was a teen, Growing up and, and, and young college kid and, and changing things, I didn't always make the best decisions. I would like to say that I was perfect. I'd like to say, man, I had it down. I was just, I was Johnny Christian, just solid. Well, I love Jesus. I always loved Jesus, but I didn't always do what was right. Yes, I had sinned before God. And thank the Lord, he forgives our sins, and he doesn't hold it against us. He puts it in a sea of forgetfulness, and he remembers it no more. We're the ones who remember it, just like the scars on our body. I'm sitting here right now looking down at my, my third finger over from my thumb, and I have this little, about a quarter-inch scar I can still see today. You know when I did that, folks? I was like six years old playing with a, with a car and rolling it back and forth with a friend, and it caught me, and it tore my skin open, and I filled like a whole towel with blood, and went to the hospital and had three stitches. And today, you can still see the scar from where I had those three stitches. And folks, that is 60 years ago. Can you believe that? But I can't look at that and say, oh, man, I, I'll never play with the car again. Of course, I don't, I don't really have a desire to play with uh, toy cars anymore unless I'm with a grandkid, which I don't have yet, or with uh, a child. I love cars. In fact, in my office, I have all sorts of little model cars type of things. And I'm actually getting rid of them, but I just got, I've had about 200 and some of them. After my son died, I, I wanted to do something in his memory, so I started collecting cars. And I ended up having eh, maybe 210 cars, and I probably got rid of 130 of them now, and I'm getting rid of more and more and more. And, and uh, because it's a new day, it's a new day. And, you know, I, my wife used to say, well, Tom, don't memorialize Luke, you know, and I, and I understand that, but I just, I, I want to do something just to remember him and, and, uh, you know, it's such a tragic thing, losing your five-and-a-half-year-old son in a car wreck. And, of course, I have his picture, a big picture in the office that my friend Selena painted for me. And, and it, it look, it, it, he looks like he's looking over my desk. It's just a, it's a great picture. And, of course, I know I'm going to see him in heaven someday, and it's going to be awesome. But what problems cause growth in our lives? Trials are designed by God to draw us closer to him and to build our character. If you didn't have to go through something in life, you'd probably never build your character. 
Temptations are designed by the devil to draw us away from God and destroy our character. You're going to have temptations. Because in the world, you're going to have temptations. You're going to have trials. But God has helped you to overcome those things. And sometimes we give in. It's like being on a diet. I've been on many. You know, and I do great for a few days. Next thing you know, I go to go down Vista and I lease candies off the side of the road there and I'm just, I'm drawn in. I just can't hardly stand it. I go in there and I just, I got to have one of those orange creams or one of those maple creams or I can tell you about all the Rocky Roads. That's the best, by the way. It's still the best candy I've ever had, least candy. I'm not doing advertising for them, but I just, I, I've been there recently quite a bit because my buddy Todd uh, is in ownership of Papa Murphy's, a bunch of them around the valley, and he, he owns the one there next to Lee's Candy, and he'd never been there. So I stopped in and took him a bunch of candy, and he said, Tom, you're right. That's the best candy. And it's kind of embarrassing when I used to go in there all the time. They'd all say, oh, hi, Tom. You know, it's like because they knew me, you know, and it's like, oh, boy. No, anyway. That I was tempted and I gave in, and and at times in our lives, you know, we're going to be tempted all over the place by things that are sin. I'm not sure that's sin. Now, gluttony is a sin. I eat too much of that. It's certainly that's not good. But uh, troubles are usually are usually, but not always, a consequence of your own sinful choice. It's a choice. You know, I want to learn from the things that I go through. I've had to learn to build faith. I've had to learn to trust God. After my son died, it was it was a tough, tough time for me, tough trying to understand why God took the thing that was so close to me away, that my son was my everything and my wife's everything, and to have it suddenly taken away. And then I used to think, well, God, do I love my son more than I love you? I had all these crazy thoughts going through my mind because it, it was a troubled time. And you're going to go through those times. I hope you don't lose a child. There's, I tell you what, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. It's not easy. But when you face a problem, try to determine the source first. If the trouble is your own fault, you should repent. If it is a temptation from Satan, you should resist it. If it's a trespass against you by others, you need to release it through forgiveness. If you would understand that concept, your life would be so much better. So many people hold on to hurt. So many people hold on to bitterness, and it is keeping them away from everything God wants them to be. God will give us strength through our child. But the Bible says all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. I've been called according to God's purpose. You have been called according to God's purpose. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all, according to Paul in 2 Corinthians 4.17. Everything God allows to happen in your life is permitted for one great eternal purpose. Listen to this. To conform you. To conform your character in the image of Christ. It is for your growth and for God's glory. It's a plan guaranteed to succeed. It will be completed when you get to heaven. That reminds me of that old song, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. That's going to happen, folks. The Bible says we need to learn obedience through suffering in Hebrews 5.8. That's exactly what the King James says. We grow the same way, and Jesus is our model. We go through exactly what Christ goes through. 
We've gone through hard times with him, and we're certainly going to go through good times with him, according to Romans 8, 17. So what are we going to do? We're going to learn to grow in our character. We're going to grow because we're going to recognize, recognize that some of the trials we're going through, maybe they're financial trials, that we're going to go through the growth process. You know, we need the comfort of God. You know, I, I just think in my parents' life, I mean, they had a great life, and my father and mother, they lived as close to God as anybody I ever met. But, you know, they went through trials. They went through things, some things in church, and and people didn't like this or that because you find a church, everybody doesn't like everything. You well know that. People don't like the way this is done or that's done, and it's just it's always going to be. It's just never going to be. And then you, you got those that speak out, those that – cause issues, those that are causing struggles and pain, those that cause dissension. I think, boy, I, if you're going to cause dissension, church, get out. Get out and you know, get your life together because we don't need dissension. The enemy is all about dissension. He is all about individuals wanting to call the shots. You know, we got to call on God to call the shots. We got to call on God to lead us. Now, all of us, I think, in our churches, we have a leadership board. I have, of course, uh, five, uh, five or six pastors uh, that I meet with. You know, that are on my staff, and uh, we have we have a board of trustees. We call it. Some people have deacons and whatever your church calls them. Ours is a board of trustees. We meet together. We share together. This group is mostly to deal with the physical finances and the different things of the church. And my staff is to deal with the spiritual aspects of the church, and we bounce things off each other. Now, they don't always agree with me, even though I'm right. Okay, no, I'm just teasing. That's a joke. Don't take that seriously. I'm wrong more than many times. But they breathe into me, so we're able to share, and we're able to bounce ideas off each other, and we can grow through these things. Then sometimes we do something and we regret it later. Why did we do that? Uh, we wish we had done something else. Well, you know what? That's always going to happen. You're going to do things you wish you did it differently. You know, I'm very fortunate. I live with a, a wife that is, my wife Denise is a very much a perfectionist type of person. When she does things, she wants it done well. She doesn't want it done by the seat of the pants like uh, sometimes what I do. Yes, I'll just, just to get things done, I'll just kind of, Go that route. She wants it done well. She wants uh, things to look great. She wants a response to be uh, terrific. She is so gifted. She is so gifted and has a tremendous gift of discernment. And she has helped me so much in her life. But there are going to be times that we make mistakes, whether in our family life, in choices we made with our children, in choices maybe we made with our spouse, in choices at work, there's regrets that we have. We've all had regrets. There's things I would change. Years ago, there's a financial regret. I did made this bonehead choice, and I thought it was good at the time, but it turned out to be very sour, and it certainly cost me. But there's been other times I made some really good choices that things turned out really, really well. But you know what? If we dwell on the negative, if we dwell on those things that cause us trouble, all we're going to see is what's wrong. Let's start looking at what's right and saying, God, lead me. God, guide me. I want to serve you. I want to live for you. I want you to use those troubles to help me grow in life. Use those stumbling blocks to grow. He wants to grow you in him. Are you willing? Are you ready? Well, hey, let's grow together. God bless you. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.